Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. We're going to talk today about Sodom and Gomorrah because it is given unto us according to Scripture as an example of things to come that if we should as a people choose to live ungodly, this judgment will again come upon us. We are not exempt from judgment of sin. The Bible is very clear that it will come upon the children of disobedience and upon the entire world again in the end. So Sodom and Gomorrah is given as an image of things to come. In fact, the scripture tells us many of us are aware of the fact that there will be a time of tribulation that will come upon the entire earth. This will come whenever there is a falling away of faith and of righteousness. There is no more salt to preserve the land. Therefore, tribulation comes upon it. The enemy, the Antichrist, rises up against the children of God. He begins to move very harshly against them. Then there comes a point at which Jesus steps in to protect them and pulls them back in protection while the wrath of God is poured out upon the wicked. Now it is not appointed unto the righteous to suffer with the wicked. So this judgment comes upon the sinners, the unbelieving and the disobedient. But the scripture gives us a very clear warning and image of what this will look like. But for it, we have to go back in time to the time of Abraham. And for that, we're going to start reading in Genesis chapter 18, verse 23. But to give you a little backstory of what's happening here, Abraham had raised up his nephew, his brother's son. His name was Lot. Abraham, who loved God, who was selfless and righteous and obedient to the best of his understanding, had been mightily blessed by God. He had many servants. Working under him, he had many flocks, and his nephew also had accumulated much from him. And so that the time came that the land could not sustain both of them, so Abraham offered to him. He said, Lot, choose whichever side you want, and I will take my flocks and my house and my people, and I will go in the opposite direction. So Lot looks around him, and he chooses the most pleasant land. This is his first mistake because sin, according to scripture, is always pleasurable, but only for a season. And then the end of it is death. Abraham then took what seemed to be less and in the end it ended up blessed. This is always the way God works for us. Remember to be humble and then God will exalt. But back to the story, the land that Lot chose took him close to a place called Sodom and Gomorrah of which he eventually moved into. And while he was within this city that was full of wickedness and sin, he did try to preach righteousness to them. We're told in the New Testament that he sat daily in the gate vexed by the sin and wickedness of the land and preached against it. But eventually the time came that the Lord appeared to Abraham And said to him that judgment was coming upon this land of Sodom and Gomorrah. That angels were being sent to it to judge it. And that fire and brimstone would rain down upon it. And so Abraham begins to intercede for his nephew who he had raised as his own son in his own household. He begins to plead with the Lord for him. And this brings us to Genesis chapter 18 verse 23 where we read. And Abraham drew near and said... Wilt thou also, O Lord, destroy the righteous with the wicked? 
preventure, what if there be fifty righteous within the city? Will thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That, O Lord, be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee. In other words, that's not who you are, Lord. That's not in your character. In fact, that's very far from who you are. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said unto Abraham, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all of the place for their sake. And of course, the Lord goes on to tell him, But there are not fifty righteous within this city. And so the conversation continues, Abraham asking, what if there's 40? And the Lord's saying, sure, I will spare it for the 40, but there's not 40. Abraham does it again. What about 30? What about 20? What about 10? It gets to the point where the Lord tells him, yes, if there were but 10 righteous people within this city, I would spare the entire city for the sake of the 10, because I will not pour wrath upon the righteous, as is the judgment of the wicked. But alas, there were not ten. In fact, Lot was the only one among them. And so instead of sparing the city for the sake of one, because the ratio was too small to justify doing this, God sent the angels out to retrieve him from it so that judgment could fall upon it. And in this do we see a very important biblical reality that God will not pour his wrath upon the righteous. Yes, tribulation will come. The enemy will pour his wrath upon the righteous. We see this happening throughout history. In fact, the Bible says that all who will live godly will suffer persecution and that we must enter the kingdom of heaven through much tribulation. But that is something coming from the enemy against us for our faithfulness. Wrath is something coming from God because of wickedness. God will not pour wrath upon the righteous. And so we see the very simple pattern of this situation is that Lot was preaching righteousness in Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham was interceding for him from the outside looking in, knowing that judgment was coming upon it so that God sent his messengers in to remove Lot out of it. And once Lot was removed out of it, then fire and brimstone rains down upon it and the whole city and all of the inhabitants thereof are burned up. So we jump ahead in the story to chapter 19, verse 17, and we read this, And it came to pass that when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all of the plain, escape to the mountains, lest thou be consumed. So Lot is told, Run, don't look back, run to the mountains, because judgment is coming. Verse 22 says, Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything until thou come thither. This is the angel speaking to Lot, saying, I cannot bring judgment on this place until you are removed from it. Again, proving that we, the righteous, are the salt that preserves the earth from judgment. The sun was risen up upon the earth when Lot left Sodom and entered into the city named Zoar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all of the plain and all of the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. And Lot's wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar 
of salt. And Abraham got up early in the morning to go to the place where he stood before with the Lord. And he looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah and towards all the land of the plain and beheld and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot dwelt. There is a very important lesson to be learned in this. One, that God will most definitely judge wickedness. And two, that the only reason we might be saved out of it is because we have an intercessor named Jesus. But yet even still, Lot had to be willing to leave. He had to leave everything. In fact, the story tells us that Lot even went to two of his daughters that had married men of Sodom and warned them of what was coming. And he even tried to warn his son-in-laws and get them all to leave with him. This is like evangelism. This is like when we tell people who have become married to the world system that there is a judgment coming for wickedness. And you've got to be willing to walk out of all of it, believe the words of the Lord God Almighty that he has given us prophetically in his scripture and run to his holy mountain. Do you know what they did when he warned them? They laughed at him. They mocked him. They made fun of him. They despised and rejected him. And the angel told him, leave them. Don't stay here. Keep moving. Shake the dust off. Time is running out. So he went back and he got his other two daughters who weren't married yet. Those who were still obedient to his leading and his wife. And they left the city. Lot is a type of the lot of us. And we have got to be willing to leave everything to follow after Jesus, to believe the words of our King. We've got to willing to not be married to the world system. We've got to be willing to leave possessions, jobs, materialism, and even family if necessary and run to the mountain. Jesus is calling. There's a way of escape given, but you can't stay in Sodom and partake of it. You can't even stay in the plains around it. You can't even be close to wickedness. Lot had to be willing to leave everything, even those of his own household that were married to the world, to run in full obedience to the words that God had spoken to him. So serious was the situation, so real was the judgment. But Lot took God's word seriously and he ran and he got out of that city. He left everything behind and God preserved his life. So then we fast forward to a later time in history where wickedness had overtaken the entire world and there was no righteousness left in it. The scripture tells us that when Jesus came upon the earth that all had gone astray like sheep and there were none righteous, no, not one, not one among them. Now we know that throughout scripture there were righteous men and women. This is not something that was unattainable or unachievable for being in righteousness literally just meant to be obedient to what God had said was right. But at this time, none were walking in full accordance with his words. They had all gone astray like sheep from their shepherd. They weren't following his voice anymore. And so the time of judgment comes back upon the earth, a time of wrath where it must be poured out because there's not enough righteousness left to preserve it. There's not enough salt, but God, he wants an intercessor. He doesn't want to have to pour his wrath upon the land. In fact, the scripture tells us in the prophetic books of the Old Testament that he says, I looked for an intercessor and I found none and it displeased me. It is never God's heart to bring judgment. He delights in mercy. And so what happens, he sends Jesus, the seed 
of righteousness to come and teach us, to bring us the truth of his word all over again. Jesus was willing to give up his life to sacrifice, to deliver the words of righteousness, the true teachings of the message of God to us that we might hear it, believe it, receive it, and be cleansed by it. By his blood was there an atonement made for the sins that we had committed that our bodies might be clean and be able to receive his Holy Spirit within it that we might be able to then hear him directly learn and be taught by him that we might follow the leading of that spirit into all righteousness that we might then carry his truth that seed of righteousness out into the earth and began to plant it in other places so that righteousness was spread and the judgment was stayed for many generations but the Bible also gives us a warning that eventually there will come a falling away from the faith and from the truth and from the teachings of righteousness that were once delivered unto you by Christ Jesus. And when this happens, the son of perdition will be revealed that Antichrist, things will revert back to the way it was in the time of Jesus. Only in that time, Rome ruled the known world and Caesar was the head over it. He was a type of Antichrist. Rome occupied Jerusalem and Caesar was persecuting the Jews. And therefore, those who followed Jesus were persecuted very severely throughout the earth. But as righteousness spread, this power was subdued. The Holy Spirit caused it to be restrained. But as the truth is slowly eroded away and righteousness fades, the salt loses its savor and things revert back to the way that it was in the time of Jesus. This is what the Bible talks about when it tells us that there will be a revived Roman Empire in the last days so that we understand that if Jesus had not come when he did then the final wrath of God would have had to have been poured out on the earth 2,000 years ago because in Romans chapter 9 verse 29 we read this and as Elias said before except the Lord of the Sabbath which is Jesus had come and left us that seed which is his Holy Spirit unto righteousness then we would have been like Sodom and would have been made just like Gomorrah but we were spared from it we were given more time but Peter in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 6, leaves us also with this very dire warning. It is our purpose, place, and commission to go out into the earth and continue to spread that righteousness by both word and the power of demonstration. Or else this judgment will eventually come back upon us. It says in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 6, that God turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after them should live ungodly, but only delivered out of it just lot who was vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked for that righteous man who dwelt among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day hearing their unlawful deeds was vexed in his soul from day to day oh but the lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished and who are these chiefly it is them who walk after their own flesh the desires of it in the lust of uncleanness who despise authority specifically god's authority in the words that he has spoken unto us they do not do what he says is right presumptuous are they self 
willed. They do what they want to do, not what God says to do. Jesus was the opposite of this. Christ taught us to pray as even he did, not my will, but thy will be done. The Antichrist and his followers move opposite of this, doing what they want to do. They are self-willed and they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Those who are walking in obedience to the true teachings of Jesus. Because of these, the children of disobedience is the wrath of God coming again in the end in fire and brimstone. Just like it did for Sodom and Gomorrah all those years ago. So what will it look like in the end? There will be a few righteous men and women left, a remnant, and they will preach righteousness in the midst of the wickedness, just like Lot did. It will be very dangerous even unto their very lives, just like it was for Lot. And as the stench of the wickedness in the land reaches unto heaven, they will have an intercessor pleading for them to God, just like Abraham for Lot. However, our intercessor is the greatest of all. It is Christ Jesus. The scripture tells us that he ever liveth to make intercession for the saints. And just like Lot prayed to God that day and said, If there be 50 righteous in that city, I know that it is not your character. You will not destroy them. You will push back the judgment, the wrath for a little longer. You will tarry, O good father. And he does. But as the true light of the gospel is not preached, as there are fewer converts walking in righteousness and obedience to the teachings of Jesus, as the days get darker and harder and more offense and selfishness sets in and then eventually the Antichrist spirit is able to resurrect again and begin to hunt and kill the remnant that is left, there will come a point at which there is not enough salt to preserve the land. And when it gets down to that point when God is saying, if there were but ten, I would spare the land for the sake of those who are in it. But there's just not enough left to justify the suffering and the wickedness that exists in creation. I'm going to have to destroy it and start again. At this point, the very few that are left will be removed from it, just like Lot was. Some might call this the rapture. Some might say that he just warns them to run to the mountains and the wilderness, whatever the case may be. He says, get away from the wicked because my wrath is going to pour down upon it. Don't look back like Lot's wife did. Don't be married to the world like his daughters were. Don't. Give your heart to materialism because your home is where your heart is. And if your home is in this world, you will be burned with it. But if your heart is with Jesus, you'll look for a better kingdom, a better city, better things that are coming. Because in the end, everything here is going to be ash, my friend. It'll all be burnt up. Stubble and hay, fire and brimstone, judgment day, just like Sodom and Gomorrah. In Luke chapter 17, verse 28, it says, talking about the end of days and the returning of Jesus Christ, it says, likewise also, just like it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. 
But yet in the same day that Lot left out of Sodom, did it rain fire and brimstone out of heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man shall be revealed. In that day he which is on the housetop and his stuff still be in his house, let him not come down to take it away or to gather it unto himself. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back home. Remember Lot's wife, whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. Yet whosoever shall be willing to lose everything of this life shall preserve it. In other words, get away from the congregation of the unrighteous. Because judgment's coming upon them. And if you don't separate from it, you will be judged with them. Because you see, my friend, the word of God is very clear in this. That God gave us a promise. Whenever he gave us the Noahic covenant, which he actually named the everlasting covenant. And he put a rainbow in the sky and he said, this will be a token between you and me and all mankind and every creature that lives upon the earth and with the earth itself that I will never again destroy the entire world by the waters of a flood because so great was the destruction of it. Oh, children of men, walk in righteousness. Give up your wickedness, your selfishness, your disobedience that you be protected. And that the world not be overtaken by such great wickedness as there had been before the flood. But the Bible is very clear that it tells us that in the end, again, it will be just as it was in the days of Noah. And so it is prophesied in Isaiah chapter 24, verse 5. It says that once again, in the end, the earth is defiled. Therefore hath the curse once again devoured the earth, that they that dwell therein are desolate. Therefore are the inhabitants of the earth burned and few men are left you see God always keeps his promises he won't destroy the earth by the waters of a flood again he'll use fire this time he keeps his promises unto a thousand generations even in the midst of our unfaithfulness yet one truth remains he must judge wickedness so my friend learn the teachings of Jesus and walk in obedience to it be demonstrations and preachers of righteousness just like Noah just like Lot just like all those who have come before who have been spared from judgment and make sure that you are washed and covered by the blood of Jesus. For he is our only true source of salvation and redemption. He is the only way of escape from this because it's only through him. The washing of his blood, the receiving of his spirit and obedience to the leading of it. Can we even understand what is right and grab hold? of his righteousness my friend i'm telling you that if you know the true king of glory then you will be preserved that you will receive the warning just like lot did to run to the mountain of god and even if you find yourself caught in the midst of the fires you will not be hurt like shadrach meshach and abednego just lift up a shout of praise and a song of adoration for the king of glory is coming in and setting up his eternal kingdom. In verse 14 of that same chapter, we see this amazing thing that even in this final burn,
burning, there will be those who will lift up their voice, who shall sing to the majesty of the Lord God Almighty, who will cry aloud from the seas. Wherefore, they will yet glorify the Lord even in the fires. And their singing will be heard from the uttermost parts of the earth, a song which shall be a glory to the righteous. O Lord, we thank you now in faith for the glorified bodies that you will give us on that day that we will be able to walk in the midst of the fiery furnace and not be hurt by it because you will be with us. We have an ark to escape this judgment and his name is Jesus. Yet Jesus himself made it very clear when he said the words, Why do you dare to call me Lord when you do not do what I say? Therefore do we understand that if we are truly his, we will love him enough to keep his commandments. We will obey. We understand that Jesus said that in the end it is not those who call him their Lord that will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who have done the will of the Father that are within it. We will put on his righteousness because that we will receive of his spirit because that we have been cleansed by his blood that will cause us to be able to hear his word and walk in obedience. He gives us the grace to do it. There's no excuse for us. We thank you, Jesus, that though there is still a wrath coming, there is still a great burning, there is still a fire and destruction that will come upon the wicked, that it is not appointed unto the righteous. Therefore, today we want to make sure that we're in right standing. So we humble to you, Lord God Almighty, and we ask you for your wisdom. We lay down all of the self-serving, self-seeking teachings of men and of demons. We open up the word of God and we say, Holy Spirit, you teach us. Teach us what's right. Teach us the truth. Oh, Jesus, teach us of you. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.